You're so good. So good, Julian. So I, I, I should, should say this is my second take. I panicked the first time on podcast, even though there's nobody listening. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I, I know you're listening. Thanks for joining us. It's Ash here taking the Julian's advice. I'm breathing. So if you're ever in a panic situation, doing any public talking, breathe. Some good advice. Uh, let me just introduce the other voice here. Just say hi for us. Hi. I'm Julien Bounois, and I'm an educational coach. I've been a qualified teacher for the past 15 years, and now I coach educators and schools, you know, to, um, to bridge the gap between ability and results so that they can gain the right mindset, but also the right skills in order to provide young people with an exceptional learning environment. Thank you for having me here today, Ash. Thank you for having me. I'm not sure who's who's interviewing who, but we'll we'll roll together. So I'm passionate about uh, personal development, enterprise, people being self-sufficient. I've got a 12-year-old girl, so I very much relate to a lot of these education issues. I've got very strong views on it, which I'll I don't want to put my foot in it, but I want to see what you've got to say first. So the big question. <laughs> we're going to tackle today not we're going to spend maybe five ten minutes on it is mm -hmm. education in london england and you're di directly in the field i'm coming from a parent perspective mm -hmm. so just give us a well, I'll, I'll do it if, i i just don't think it's working i'm going to come straight mm -hmm. in i just don't think it's working for my little one she's very blase she just cruises through the system I don't think it's inspiring her. I don't think she's learning very much. Um, I think the teachers are just ticking boxes to get their funding and whoever make people happy. But that's my lay view as a parent. Mm, yeah. I'm going to throw you in the deep end here. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, that's, that's really serious. And, and, and I'm sorry that you, you, as a parent, experiencing this. I have definitely seen this um, throughout my career. But there's a question I would ask to answer this, your question, Ash. It would be, um, is this educational system really um, fit for young people? Does this educational system prepare our young people for this fast-paced, ever-changing world that we are living in? And by asking this question, I guess everyone would have the answer. <laughs> it's, it's, with our teaching, and we find ourselves teaching young people the same way we used to be taught. Yes, I admit that we have new devices, new technological um, um, devices to, to, to help young people. We have new technological tools such as interactive whiteboards, tablets, but having powerful tools doesn't mean that the education itself is powerful. 
So again, I would hear a lot of people talking about, yes, we need to have this in the classroom. We need to use this and we need to you know, use this type of um, device or tools to, 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 this will be good for the children. I believe these tools that they built have a purpose, but what is the educator's purpose? What is the educational system's purpose? Yeah, well, surely the education, the, as you say, the tools are just tools. They shouldn't dictate what's been taught. Um, my, my view is that they're being taught, it's a very old system, it's all an imperialistic uh, industrial mm-hmm. age system, and it's teaching people to, for skills that, for no, that no longer exist um that's my general view mm. and it's it's just self-perpetuated there are some enlightened teachers like yourself in the system but the, the overall thing is still so overwhelming that they can't uh mm. change it yes um i think that's my view but the, I'm, I'm sure there's parents listening now that probably from the old school where they believe hard work maths english science and that traditional system is the ticket and, and the insurance for their kids' success. Mm. I don't believe it is. I don't think there is any security. Well, those secure jobs right, no. don't exist or won't exist in the near future. That's so right. what, are we, what are we teaching? That's my view. I mean, I think there's going to be two camps or maybe... I suppose let's just come back. You mentioned the word education. Can you define what does education itself mean? What because we need to be clear on that before yes. we take it. What does education mean to you? Well, to me, education means the women acquiring knowledge that is helping us to develop in a way that will ensure that our future is well um, established. By this, I mean that the knowledge that we are acquiring will determine how we will be able to um, tackle the challenges that will uh, that will be on our path on our growth path and this is to me what education is is to have the knowledge that will help us go through life in a very confident and um, in a confident and very safe way. I've just uh, been a bit naughty. I've just grew, as we were talking, as you were talking, I just Googled what education means. It's, right. It comes from the Latin educa. Educa ed, ed, means mm. to educe, to bring out. Mm. So... Well, what I think what you were referring to was the secondary thing, but the primary meaning of the word means to, to bring out. 
to bring out yes, bring to out, bring out yeah, what's in in them already is not mm. to not this hierarchy this you know drumming down you watch we teach you and you learn exactly it's not that traditional which i think most people think is education mm. so i think when we talk and i think you knowing you education means to draw out what's in them already that's right that's right and there's a sentence um i always share with my 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 students or coaches is that we are all endowed with great potential and and it it comes to not only us but also people that we look up to as teachers educators to help us see this potential and help us develop it. So like you say, educare, which is the Latin, I think, of, of education, which means to bring out and which is what it is. We need to help our young people bring out their, 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 their potential, their infinite potential that they're endowed with. And there's something I always say is that we are, we are in the possession of one of the most powerful piece of machinery that has ever existed the human brain i always say that and if we have to go back to what we were saying earlier about the the, the different technological tools that are in in our disposal now if we don't know how to use those tools and we don't have the intention behind it we don't have a purpose these tools will remain useless but Again, you said we're talking about safety, job safety that does not really um, exist anymore. And the pandemic showed us that. But what can we rely on? Our most powerful piece of machinery, our brain. And when we tap into its potential, we'll be able to bring out the okay. best. That's very abstract, the brain. Right. Can you boil it down for parents and perhaps teachers, even educators? What specifically do you mean? What are the skills kids are going to need? Is it going to be Shakespeare and, you know, um, knowing these formulas to calculate the parabola or whatever? I'm talking about the limit, my limited education. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, what are the skills that are going to ensure, you know, this next generation prosper and you know well I, i'm i'm going to talk um as a um as myself julien brunoir not as a neuroscientist or you know i'm i'm talking about my experience and what i've learned throughout um, my career throughout my readings and my experiences my experimentations within the classroom so um the brain, we need to understand that um, every young people is equipped with a powerful brain. So this brain, this brain has, has different um, features, I would say. So this brain can make young people feel things more quickly than we do us adults so they are very much in tune with their emotions so 
young people will be driven a lot by their emotions. They will feel. And that's why we say, and that's why I've noticed throughout my career, throughout my career, is that young people, they feel, they feel the vibes. They can feel you. They can feel your intention. And we need to understand that this brain of the, this, their brain will make them um, quickly connect with things and with people. And as long as we use um, and we understand that this brain of ours has different um, um, compartments, have different tools within it that will help us connect and get in tune with each other, we will never be able to help our young people. So we need to understand that young people um, from the age of zero to seven, they are in programming mode. It's our duty as an educator, but also parents to program our young people, our young children. So what they do is that they are learning everything that we present to them. They will learn from us. Sometimes you will, we will think and we will see that our child, children, they act like us or they repeat the same thing as us. It's that they don't think about it. Their brain automatically records every single thing. And that's why we said their brain, young people and young children brain, it's like a sponge. It's because the brain is, is what it is at that age. It records no matter what you want, no matter if you like it or not, the brain will record. So it, it's up to us to understand that between, between the age of zero and seven, we have to program our children in a way that we want them to grow and to be able to be um, confident, to be responsible and caring beings. Then after this age, they will go different development phase. But between the age of zero to seven, of course, development phases will, will determine you know, and will help those children grow. Yeah. So, I, yeah, sorry to, I think... No, no, it's fine. I think for the most part, we do that as parents and society. We do, you know, whenever I meet, uh, you know, five, six-year-olds, they're very happy and they, they paint and they run and they're, mm. they're conscious and giving and taking. They're still learning about themselves, but they're on that path. But something happens after that where... I don't know if this is where this is where the, the, they become scared or as you say, but I acknowledge what you're saying that I've learned something today about understanding that they feel everything. Cause as an older male, I'm very logical and male, my daughter is very touchy feeling. I've learned to kind of work with her, mm. but you've really clarified what's probably going on in her mind. She feels everything I say. Yeah, and records it so that that's been very good good today but mm. skills yeah i'm not sure that i still don't get the impression i mean it's only because i work in the real world i have to sell myself 
I, we have to do this podcast. We have to mm, um, yeah. pick up the phone. We have to self-educate. We have to be in a constant. We have to read, study. These are the well. I suppose these these are I believe are the skills uh, of the future or mm-hmm. of the now. Really, now, I don't get the impression that they're being taught that they're mm-hmm. they're not being taught to be curious to learn to grow to study you know to develop a skill but self-learning so i think that's my view yes so and you're right you know and i will quote a french neurosurgeon called henri labori who used to say after observing young children interacting he said that the human brain is not a um thinking brain it's a doing brain so again children learn by doing and that's what we have to keep on telling and 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 showing our young children is that if we want them to do something we have to do it first because as much as they will listen but they will learn more by seeing it and then they will do it. So, yeah, no, I, again, I, I can't, I totally agree. The, the thing I'm experiencing as a parent, and I think a lot of parents are, is that, see, these are timeless principles, as you say, mm-hmm. by doing, by action, by example. Exactly. But the technology and society, something is going on with social media, Mm. to the point where they don't respect or they've got they're blind that they just they don't see that these are the the key principles and the true principles for development so me as a parent if i try to if i said to oh you know it's about doing and look at this she switches off she'd rather be on her phone Mm. yeah talking and and just not conscious of what's going on and where she's spending her time and energy Mm. You know, yeah. sort of talking gossip girls to gossip. She, she did this and he did that why are they doing that and yeah. I think she probably spends 78% of her time doing that mm. and I was like well, alright that I know that's part of life and school it's part of growing I'm not yeah. averse to that I'm not like a hardcore mm. um, parent but where's the balance it's like I, I don't hear her talking about oh you know how did you some English lesson or maths lesson and talking to mm. kids uh, a colleague you know appears about that right yeah no totally well first um uh, it, it would be good to to know if schools all schools ban the use of mobile phone in their premises because i've known schools will have lockers for mobile phones that mm. where children will get in to school in the morning first thing they will lock their phone into a into a a locker and um yeah the second thing i would say is children teach children see children learn from each other that's what happens and again it's part of their development phase so they will imitate emulate what each other does. So 
um, I remember reading one day that children don't even know. I think it was Earl Nightingale who was talking about these followers, um, follow followers. And you know, children don't know that they follow followers because we haven't trained them and shown them how to follow a leader. But because children learn from each other in the playground, you know, going to lessons in corridors, they spend most of their time with each other. So they will learn from it. I will give you an example. One day, my young daughter, she's seven years old. She came home um, to tell me that um, one of her friend said to her that he saw Santa um, in its living room. And, and I said, how is that possible? And she said, I believe, well, he said it to me. So it's true. You see? And she will come home with different stories like that. And I had um, my sister, um, she's 22 now. Back in the days, she was very into um, Justin Bieber. And um, she, she, she reminded me not long ago that um, she was, um, she used to believe that one of her friends had Justin Bieber's phone number when she was, I think, nine or 10. And she said to me, um, I used to believe her, you know, and you told me at that time, that cannot be true. You know, he cannot have, a, she cannot have a, um, his number because, you know, Justin Bieber is in America, you in Martinique. And, you know, even this, even though that kind of happened. And she said to me, I used to believe her, you know, I wouldn't believe a word you were saying. But now, now, you know, thinking about it, I'm like, how did I believe her? You see, and that was a word. How did I believe her? How did I do to believe her? And again, we need to understand that sometimes it's not their fault. It's not their fault. It's because their prefrontal cortex has not been formed entirely yet. And that's why we need to understand that parents, teachers, and I have to say, I was never taught how to use the brain, how the brain works when I was a teacher. And this is why I go around and, and help teachers with and educators and schools to understand that each individual within the classroom is a young brain. And this young brain demands to be understood and demands to be looked after. That's excellent. So, excellent, yeah. June. Yeah, you, again, I think you've really helped me and I think probably a lot of parents listening now and educators, teachers, yeah, I love that story about your, um, you mean Santa doesn't exist? Uh, me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, um, but I didn't tell her. I didn't tell her. I didn't no. go that far to tell her. But I, I, I love questioning her because I understand, and this is what parents should do as well, even as a game. But, you know, question your young mm. child because it is the way that their prefrontal cortex will come alive, will, 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 um, transform will develop easily and quicker because the prefrontal cortex we have to understand is the brain of um the the, the thoughts the creative thoughts but also rationality 
So we need to help them develop this brain or, you know, social media will do it or something else will do it, but it will take time to develop and in Again, a very healthy really, way. Yeah, and no, you really clarifying that for me because I'm just sitting here. And just the fact that, that teachers and us parents are genuinely not taught how to use the brain and that it is separate. Mm-hmm. It's a, almost a meta skill. So which needs to be understood ahead of actual education itself mm-hmm. uh, in order to, so it's a big misconception there or um, void. You've really yeah. helped me understand and I hope people listening, but I think we're going to have to wrap up soon. Yeah. Before um, we wrap up, I would like to say one thing. Can I, I would say to parents or anyone listening that every challenge we go through or young people go through is a question. Why am I saying this is if we look back and this is me talking, Julien Brunoir, if we look back at our evolutionary self, we had, our brain had to evolve. Our brain is 40,000 years old, our modern human brain, 40,000 years old. So for us human beings to um, withstand the test of time, we had to go through challenges. And challenges can be really translated into questions. How are we gonna survive? How am I gonna um, flee? How am I gonna escape this danger? Every challenge is a question. And this is why I want to encourage you know, teachers, parents, anyone to do with young people. Remember this, every challenge is a question. So when they go through a challenge, ask them a question. What do you think you should do? How can you do it? Why are you doing this, by the way? Help them understand themselves. Help them come up with the answer themselves. And that will develop their prefrontal cortex, but also that will help them understand themselves why they are doing the things they are doing. Yeah, got it. Every challenge is a question. That's a good one. I like that. Not an excuse to tell them off. Yeah. Shout at them. It's a question. Help them develop their prefrontal. Yeah. And that's how they do it through questions. That's right. Uh, very good, uh, uh, Julian. Thanks so much. Uh, just a few. We're doing it backwards. Mm-hmm. A few lines. I think you you touched on what you're about, uh, and and me as well. And um, how people can get in touch with us and encourage people to get in touch. Send us questions. Right. You can text, uh, message us, or send a voicemail. Uh, and uh, if you want, we can even include the voice message on the podcast and answer your question there. Um, so, yeah, my name is Ash, Ash Kamat. Um, I'm a motion designer with a higher mission to help and encourage individuals and companies um, establish themselves in business, be self-sufficient, make some money in an ethical way. I think that's my um, goal, my mission. And um, I'll let uh, Junior explain what he's about. Yes, thank you, Ash, for having me today. It's, it's, it's a pleasure and an honor to, to, to share um, this, this, this conversation with you on the podcast. Um, my name is Julien Brunoir. 
So I'm, um, I come from Martinique, which is a French Caribbean island. And I am a qualified teacher, language teacher. I've been a teacher for the past 15 years, but I am um, mainly now an educational coach. So I help educators, schools, or even parents, anyone. Um, I help them bridge the gap between ability and results so that they can gain the right mindset, but also gain the right skills to help our young children to develop in a very healthy way and to provide them with an exceptional learning experience. Thank you, Julian. And as I say, if you want to find out more about the podcast, we're going to be hosting it on londoncreatives.co.uk. London Creatives, London and then Creatives. And I think it's quite an open agenda, except to say that myself, Ash and June, we're both in London with kids uh, trying to pursue sort of, uh, say, Julian's now moving more into coaching. I'm moving more into business. And all the challenges that face parents and individuals in London are trying to navigate sort of the commercial and personal motivational landscape. That's a big bit of a mouthful. Got it out there. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the kind of thing. Um, there's any number of directions we could go in and talk about from personal motivation. I'm a big old school Tony Robbins, Brian mm -hmm. Tracy. You mentioned O Night and Girl, coming from that old school fan, right up to all That's the modern, right. modern guy, uh, all the classics, Think and Grow Rich. Um, I'm for those that don't know any of those, you know that that's giving away my age there. Uh, right up to right up to date. Um, so I think that's it. Do get in touch. Send us your questions and uh, any feedback and how we can improve what you'd like to talk about take care see you next time take care thank you again bye-bye right.